Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back delving deeper into the discography of Weezer. Before we begin, if you're a fan of the show, please take a second to subscribe and rate the podcast. We love to keep Top 5 Disco going and growing, and your support and engagement will help make that happen. Last week, we discussed the band's experimental and head-scratching sixth record, The Red Album. And this week, we're going to talk about their ridiculous party pop detour, the seventh album, Ratitude. Here we go. So another cool thing that happened uh, around this time was they went on what they called the Hoot Nanny Tour. I actually went on that tour. That's what my t-shirt that I'm wearing right now is from, <laughs> where basically at the encore, they brought a bunch of fans on stage to play songs with them. It's kind of a gimmicky thing, but it was really fun. It was really cool. And I remember, I'm pretty sure they played Island in the Sun with everybody and maybe uh, Beverly Hills. They they did like the two big, Classic. Yeah, of course, encore songs. They played Greatest Man Live when I saw them. I mean, it was amazing. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was fucking awesome. Oh, my God. Uh Anyway, they also toured with Blink-182 in 2009, which is cool. So, I mean, it's you know, it's funny. I wonder if people see Weezer sort of in the same vein as Blink-182 and Green Day, which to me they're not because they're a little more power pop punk emo, more so than like super shiny power pop uh, punk, punk, excuse me. But uh, they're touring with Blink-182, which is really cool. On that tour, basically, I read that Rivers wanted to focus more on his vocals and his vocal performance while he's playing live. And so they got Pat to get out of the drums uh, and pick up a guitar, and they grabbed Josh Freese. So that's why. I was always curious as to why they were doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird thing coming up on this album, Ratitude where there are a bunch of songs that Josh Freeze, it's not even just that he's playing live with them. There are songs where Pat is playing some lead guitar and Josh Freeze is playing drums, which is like fine. Honestly, no, it could. it's not. It could, I don't like his drumming on this album. Josh Freeze is not great The thing is here. that, to be perfectly honest, especially when, when, it, when you look at Green Album, I, I didn't know for the longest time that it wasn't Pat. It wasn't something where I was like, oh shit, this doesn't sound like Pat. It could have been Pat. It could have been Pat just... Keeping Phoning it, it in. keeping That's it mellow. Point. That's a good point. So, but I agree. I mean, he's doing nothing special, but neither is Pat on Green Album. Yeah. So, so again, almost a little over a year later, they come out with another album, Ratitude, <laughs> which even the name partially makes me want to chuckle, partially makes me want to vomit. Which uh, supposedly was given to them I by know, Rain Wilson. Ugh, why? What's so interesting is throughout, you can see all these actually nerdy characters. You mean like Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah, <laughs> Jorge Garcia, all of these sort of people that I don't in know. their Weezer circle. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what what reason that is, but anyway. So it came out November '09. Uh, this was also on uh, Geffen Interscope. So in terms of production, this is where they just go crazy. They've got Butch Walker, Jackknife Lee, and Doctor Luke. Like they are really and reaching. Don't forget Palau de Don. Sure. Uh, <laughs> They are really reaching here for some super shiny, modern pop sounds. And talk about mixed bag. I mean, uh, I mean, red was a mixed bag. This is mixed in the wrong direction. This is just like, it was also save for a couple songs, which might be fine songs on other great albums. Hard for me to rank because they're all just, they've all got just a lot of shitty moments. Yes. Yeah. To me, there's only two good songs on this album. So I totally agree with you. Um, So I already know that you're not going to like my number one. Oh, my (laughs) lord. (laughs) Okay. This album 
rose to number seven on the billboard, so they're still making it for some reason. I don't know if that's on the sta- strength of the single or yeah. it's the strength which of, could be, which, which is sure. a good single. Um, they sold this album with a Weezer Snuggie. Never forget that. They, <laughs> again, post Pork and Beans, they started to really get into a meme culture and it gets a little cringy at times. It gets real cringy at times. What also gets cringy are the lyrics on this album. Because even if there were weird lyrics on Red, like you were, you know, really pissed at the lyrics on uh, Cold Dark World and Heart Songs. I didn't even mention lyrics on Cold Dark World. You were talking about the lyrics on Cold Dark World. There is definitely like everybody get dangerous and shit like that. There are some creepy, cringy, cringy, creepy. This guy is almost 40 and talking about being your daddy and like... It's just weird. It's just weird and not in an endearing way at all. This is such... This is an embarrassing album. I really... Make Believe is embarrassing in a different kind of way. This Mm. is like goofy embarrassing. Like these were the songs you put on your album? Like what? And I also really... And this has not stopped since this album... I really don't like, from maybe a purist standpoint, the that co- he's working co- with all these co-writers. Yes, so not that some gems do don't come out of that because a lot do, but like, wh- what are you doing, dude? Like, you clearly are a great songwriter. I mean, maybe it. You, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, like Adam was alluding to, Rivers started writing these songs with like major industry songwriters. That's the most disappointing part. Yes. That it's not even like he's collaborating with his bandmates or collaborating or, or with just, his friends. Because there are some with like, oh, this is the bass player of No Doubt or that kind of thing. But then there are others that it's like you look up who this person is. They're just like, this is a songwriter who's written for blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? You don't have to do that. This You're not a pop star. You yeah. can write your own shit, man. And it also would be one thing if the songs were really yeah. good. And unfortunately, like you said, it's like a, a confusing creepy awkward album it is such a weird album in their discography yeah. i can't believe ratitude exists um in a bad way <laughs> usually you say that in yeah, like i, I can't believe this exists no i can't believe ratitude is a real album looking at the album cover yeah is the the name ratitude the cover of this stupid dog with its tongue out flying through the cover <laughs> it's dumb it is really a meme record, and I. It's yeah. so weird that they became talk this. about peaks and valleys. Green maladroit, make believe red, ratitude. What? What the fuck is going <laughs> yeah, on? It's it's wild. But it makes for a fun. So podcast. You know what's interesting is that I read that Brian Bell, specifically with this album, yes, had serious reservations Thank working you, Brian. with with these. Yeah, and I. We we'd mentioned before, like in make believe, we're like, how is the band okay with this? How are they like defending this? It it always makes me. Happy to know when band, when uh, other parts of the band are either okay with it or do have reservations and talk about them and sort of come to this, uh, I don't know, peace with it. Brian Bell had these reservations about doing the outside collaborations, doing the pop aesthetic, and Rivers was like, listen, we are going to have a lot of albums in our future, and they do. And he's like, this is one phase of ours. And, and to be that honest, moment, like, I get it. Rivers I, is playing around with all sorts of things. It just sucks as a fan when the quality... <laughs> It's it's fine to change your sound. It's fine to change up co-writing producers. It's just when the right. songwriting but do actually, suffers. Do you actually think that these are as good song-wise as Pinkerton songs? I mean, Pinkerton for him obviously is a sore subject. It's just a lazy <laughs> album. It came out a year later, and some of these songs, like anyone could have written these songs. And they're and he's working with Doctor Luke and like these people who have written. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Let's get right into let's the get right into ranking. it. Ranking. All right. I'm scared of what your number one is compared to what you just said, but 
I will start. Uh, my number five. Is it your turn to start? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. My number five is the girl got hot. My number five is I'm your daddy. Okay. My number four is put me back together. My number four is also put me back together. Was not expecting that because how much I know you hate one part of it. This song is a song. This album is just <laughs> awful. My number three song is tripping down the freeway. My number three song is if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. Okay. My number two song is I don't want to let you go. As is my number two song. Okay. I'm not ready for this. My number one song is if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. My number one song is tripping down the freeway. Oh, okay yeah so we're, i'm okay we with have that. the same three, i'm okay with that it's just because you said i think there are two good songs i'm like oh i definitely know it, it's don't want to let you go and if you're wondering if i want you yeah. to but okay yeah. i'm okay with tripping as your number one. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about i'm your daddy at number five i feel okay with that that's that's my backup exactly my, my one backup yeah. from this album i honestly i went back and forth between girl got hot and i'm your daddy just First of all, I know, saying I, those I lyrics, hearing you saying say that, those titles out loud is embarrassing. <laughs> is. There are two songs back to back called "I'm Your Daddy" and "The Girl Got Hot." Oh my god, cringy! What? This whole album is cringy. I mean, not the whole album, but most of the album. Yeah. Okay, let's begin. All right, we're gonna start this experience with uh, Adam's number five pick. "I'm Your Daddy." I don't know if you know this. I supposedly this started because his daughter, her white cell count was low, and so oh she God. was in the hospital. And supposedly he kept whispering to her, uh, "You're my baby. I'm your daddy." That that makes this worse. That he went from something as sweet and emotional as that, right? Because I I read that and I was like, "Oh my God, that's so nice." And then I went back to the lyrics and I'm like, "No, you're not. This isn't about." So that. he took the phrase, "I'm your daddy." That's like this incredibly emotional, beautiful little moment between him and his daughter. Yes. And, and made you're it this purposely creepy... trying to make it this love interest kind of thing. And it's so <sighs> gross. This immediately... This is my number five. <laughs> this immediately has a shitty, shitty 808 drum beat that I do not yeah. like. I do not like the sound of this. Uh, what happened... Like, we haven't talked about the opening song, if you're wondering, but like... These so songs sound nothing alike nothing. in production, in tone, nothing. in anything. And so it's like you get that song with it's a really good song, and then you get I'm Your Daddy, and you're like, where did this come from? As the second song. Oh my God. I thought tonight would suck like any other night. I party with my friends. I thought tonight would suck like any other night. I party with my friends. But when I saw you grooving on the dance floor, normal came to an end. This what? isn't even make-believe lyrics. This is ratitude lyrics. We are next level in terms of shitty lyrics. I, I can't... It's, it just feels like a joke. It feels like this whole album is a joke that we were supposed to laugh at and I'm just pained by. Yeah. Like it really frustrates me. You said me. meme culture. This just seems like a meme. The only reason that this is on my top five list and I don't even like it that much is the chorus. The chorus is catchy. That's it's it. catchy. I like the probable you are my baby. There's something about this chorus that doesn't sound like Animal by Neon Trees. I totally hear that. Uh-oh, yeah, yeah. I want some more. Good song. Uh, 
The bridge is like nothing, but this is an interesting lyric. I will ape the Goomba. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I like it. It's kind of weird and interesting. I just want to ooh-ah, feel your fire. F- fuck feel you, dude. Fire. Come on. You know what I kind of like at Ugh. the end of this song is the weird kind of throwaway 8-bit part. They do nothing with it, unfortunately. Wait, 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 yeah, wait, it's kind of cool. Wait. It's almost like, kind like of. this is such a pity they went into that, like you had said, 80s video game thing. They they don't do anything with it, though. It's such a disappointment. Again, <laughs> this Adam's, was my number, five. number five. This is my number six. This is my number five, and the only thing I can kind of pick out is like a melody in the chorus. Yeah, maybe great. maybe Girl Got Hot should have been here, honestly. I don't know. We'll talk about it. We're about I'll, to talk about it right we'll now. see if I can change up my list. So my number five is the next song, The Girl Got Hot. I think musically, this is a good song. Lyrically, it just annoys the shit out of me, but it's got these oh, nice this song, swinging drums. This song should have, oh my God. I'm glad you put it on yours so that the audience can listen to it. <laughs> and I guess I'm glad that they heard I'm Your Daddy, but this absolutely should have been above I'm Your Daddy. Yeah, it's just, I like the crunchy guitar sound. It's got a nice swing to it. Yeah, a little bounce. It's still, it's go, it goes back to that sort of 50s, 60s kind of sounding melody. And I love the melody of uh, satin tights. Yes. Boots so white. It used to be a little. Now means a lot. I like this. The girl got hot. But like I, this, absolutely should have been number five. But for why me is he I also, singing this song? I don't know. I like the bridge of this too. The yeah. because they couldn't fuck it up with bad lyrics. I like the, there's like a low tom sound that sounds really nice in this song. Like the drums yeah. sound pretty upfront, which I like. It's just lyrically, I can't believe he's singing. I can't believe he's a guy who's rounding forty. He's singing about high school girls getting hot it's just creepy it's yeah. just it has weird. to do with i think he went to a high school reunion and was like was like oh damn this was which this is, girl who which used is to... fair and i guess that's a thing people but, go to but write like write a different song write something like more interesting write it a different way like that's fine concept also that having that in the title the girl got hot it i always go back to I... kelly clarkson's my life would suck without you that's just such a shitty like word to put in a title to put in the like main chorus of a song i don't know what it is about P- the this. lingo it's it, that's what it is it's this like stupid kid like lingo suck hot like you don't do that picking up ratitude and looking at the back cover l- look at the song titles you're given just yeah. look at this if you're wondering if i want you to i want you to which in any other album could kind of be a quirk, quirky thing but just compounded with all these i'm your daddy the girl got hot can't stop partying love is the answer like these are the dumbest yeah. fucking empty platitude lamest lamest song titles there's a and, funny and they sing the song titles in them it's yes. like you have to hear him you have to hear rivers cuomo the singing, girl got hot. singing i'm your daddy and the girl got hot there's a funny line in here i stepped to the floor with her best friend jill and tried to thicken the plot the thing i finally found with these other girls in town she got hot and they did not <laughs> i like i like the the lyric thicken the plot it's yeah. kind of cool but Anyway, Oy bad song number five yeah. for Josh. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Next, we have our collective number four pick, Put Me Back Together. Since you left, you can use this for my 
So this, when I first was listening to Ratitude, was a song that got through to me compared to some of the other ones because they ha- it had moments, but the moments are listening back kind of just cheesy emo pop. So you know what's funny about this song? I do like it. I like it, uh, but it doesn't sound like Weezer. Like the songwriting does not sound like Weezer, and, and it's written yes, right with the All American Rejects, yes, who Tyson Ritter and Nick Wheeler of All American Rejects. To me, it is a solid, well produced, well conceived tune. It just doesn't feel like Weezer, and it is cheesy, especially at times. Again, there are moments I really like. I like the guitar playing that comes in the second verse. Yeah, it's nice. I love the acoustic picking in the verse it actually adds a nice dynamic and makes the verses not completely boring i agree um but yeah that is so nice i love that part and i love the part that is very weezer is i'm alone in my room yeah that's true no one knows what to but i don't do. even know if that's like weezer that i really like that's weezer. fair you know enough. what i mean yeah i like the both the lyric and the melody you can use this fool. I'm a useless tool. I like that. Doom, 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 doom. Like yeah. into the cold outside. It's a nice descent that I do like. And so again, this chorus is just like could be when any. Down, yeah, it could be like any pop kind together. of yeah. snappy yeah. emo, whatever. It's, it's not great. What had so much promise, and I remember texting Josh when I was at college listening to this, is the bridge of this song. goes into this like the tambourine starts shaking and they're like rocking out and then rivers lyrically vocal performance wise and in my daydream we're eating ice cream it's such a nice scene what the fuck are you saying (laughs) i know it's bad he actually uses ice cream in a bunch of lyrics but they work so much better in other areas in my daydream we're eating ice cream in especially in this like intense climax moment of the song it's so depressing this is my number four song. This is like, <laughs> yeah. this is not a good song. I do song. like when he goes, here, yeah, it's clear, squeak. <laughs> I'm not the getting The squeak is, is a guitar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rivers doesn't go, squeak. Though you could, you could see that at this point uh, of songwriting. Yeah, chorus is definitely mad, but I actually dig the rest of the tune. It's just like, it could be any other band and I wouldn't listen to it. Like, I have to listen to it because it's, <laughs> oh. it's Weezer. Uh, before we go on to the next song, I do just want to mention, we were saying that Put Me Back Together was written with Tyson Ritter and, and Tyson Ritter and Nick Wheeler of All American Rejects. I'm Your Daddy was co-written with Dr. Luke, who I believe also produced that song. And The Girl Got Hot was written with Butch Walker, who actually produces their second to last album, Pacific Daydream. Right. All right, next we're going to talk about our collective number two song, the closing track, I Don't Want to Let You Go.
So on such a nonstop party album, whether or not you see it as total cringe like I do, it's like kind of a fun, goofy party album. It's kind of strange but nice to close it out with such an earnest, pretty song. And a song that was written solely by Rivers. Yeah, and do you know the uh, acoustic demo of this from no. His Alone? It's very good. So this is a song I actually knew before Ratitude came oh, out because wow. I knew the acoustic, just like Can't Stop Partying, it was on this demo album he basically What version put out. do you like better? I'm, I'm you curious. You know what's interesting? I, I, I might like this album this album version better because I love the orchestration and the and bells the and the whistles. They yeah. soar. This is a great song. I, I yeah, think this is, this a, is great a really song. nice song. Um, you know, it's funny. I said earlier in I'm Your Daddy that sort of chintzy, cheap 808 beat sucks. I actually I agree. like it here. I really like this, this drum it machine. Worked. It's like a, a, kind of like a, a, a loungy, yeah, like you it's, press it's, the button on it's a, warm, a cheap keyboard. It's warm and distant and paired with the organ that's going on. Organ is something that I don't think I ever consciously realized was a thing throughout Weezer, Weezer mm-hmm. albums, but it is. Yeah. It always makes some sort of appearance on an album. The We're back to these classic sort of 50s chord progressions and the melodic ascent and all the times you came to me and told me that you cared. I was dreaming of happy days that we both could share. It's like, it does feel classic. Like, it doesn't really feel like a Weezer song. I know but what you it, mean. But, it, but it's really, it's nice. And I know it oh man, right. the chorus melody is so beautiful. So beautiful. It is a simple chord structure, but it just, he sings it really well. Like you said, the background vocals are beautiful. Oh it's my a God. lush, yeah. lush song. And I, I, I think the production is beautiful in this and song. And it, it's still, even, I just said it didn't, doesn't really sound like a Weezer chord. Oh. Again, they do kind of do these 50s yeah, chord yeah. progressions. There is something that doesn't feel Weezer about it, and yet I like that it's different for them. I like that this is sort of something kind of new. When Pat goes on to like the toms over, oh, yeah. over the drum loop, it's really nice. I love the falsetto on, the pain is killing me. And those, oh, oh, oh. the build is kind of nice. It goes on a bit too long for me, you know, like <laughs> oh, the bridge build. I like, I like the bridge. And I don't think it hits back into the chorus as well as it should. Totally disagree. I think it does it perfectly because when that final chorus comes in, it's like shimmers, that nice timbre. Oh, man. I think I really mean like, I don't know if I want a crash cymbal. I don't know what I want. There's something that literally doesn't transition right into it. It kind of feels almost cut and paste. I don't know. That does not really take away from the fact that this is definitely... Definitely one of the better songs on this album. This could have been my number one. I, I love this song. I think this is a great closing it, it pro- song. It it's probably beautiful. could have been mine too. I am. We were listening to, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to, which we'll talk about in a second. In the car yesterday, we were listening to it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is a good song. Maybe this shouldn't be three. Yeah. Maybe it should be higher or something." But we'll get there anyway. Next, we're going to talk about my number three pick, Adam's number one pick on Ratitude, "Tripping Down the Freeway." How did this become number one? So, like for you? Beverly Hills, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm not doing it justice. Maybe I'm not doing this podcast justice. <laughs> no, you, you are. You're doing great. By 
but I'm put. I think I put it there because it's back to we. It's like they feel like a band. There's no weird production going on. There's even something in. If you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. That feels kind of hokey at times. I know and what you mean. Maybe you could say that for some of the lyrics here about like Ke- Kevin Green and whatnot. Kevin Green. I actually like that lyric, but we'll get to that. <laughs> but there is something about this that just feels like finally we're back to just a band playing a song. This has a great guitar solo by Pat. And oh, you don't hear I didn't know that, that at all on this record. There's something about it that's just back to Weezer that I like. Obviously, I appreciate them experimenting with certain things, but I also love just them going back to their roots of I being a rock song. I love this chorus. This is a great chorus. It's so interesting that you love this chorus because I prefer even the verses. Really? Oh, I love that major seventh note. I told you that you had put on some weight. Which, you what a lyric. went <laughs> out with somebody named Kevin Green. <laughs> I, I just think <laughs> going ain't gone away out. Been together until the end of time. I just think that's a great 60s Beach Boysy Weezer. They're they're Weezer now. Uh it's just you're right. It's such a throwback to that crunchy power pop. And I actually this is kind of a goofy lyric that I like when he goes, oh nine and oh ten, or oh ten and oh eleven. Oh, see, our opinions of those two lyrics are very different. <laughs> I like the I told you you'd put on some weight, you went out with someone named Kevin Green, because it's so specific. It is hyper specific, but it's a And I hate the oh. not just an 08 and 09, we'll be together from now until the end of time. Not just an 010 and 011, we'll be together from now until we're up in heaven. Oh, come on. Right, I like it. It's like dreaming in the morning, dreaming all through the yeah, night. Yeah, it is a little bit like that. I like the between the first chorus and the second verse, you have this kind of ominous sounding uh, rising vocal and guitar melody that yeah. it climbs and what's nice is that in the solo which I really think is a good solo and we gotta give Pat credit for just being a really good guitar player like he is a good guitar player And this is a great solo that has its own kind of thing in the first half. Yeah. And then it goes back to that melody of... So like thematically, I like that a lot. Yeah. I don't have much else to say about this song. Uh, it's a, It definitely would just be like a solid song on another album. You put this not only above If You're Wondering, but above I Don't Want to Let You Go also. Because there's something about I Don't Want to Let You Go that doesn't feel Interesting unique. enough. Yeah. There's still something about this, especially the verse melody. I love that. That's fair. I told you perfect notes on some weight. And the, uh, you'd prefer to go to a volleyball game. That game. I do like that. Uh, oh, and that, which is yeah, so Buddy it's good, Holly. It's a good riff. It's very. You're right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Tight track. And finally, let's talk about uh, Adam's number three pick, my number one pick uh, for Ratitude. The first single, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. Conversation stopped and I looked down at the ring. Your folks were next to you and you were right there next to me. Then I say, Go!
this is a great, punchy, bouncy single. I love the guitar. It's such a catchy, fun acoustic guitar riff. Yeah. It's just instant. I love I love the sound. I remember when this song came out after Red. Again, Red, which we talked about, kind of a mixed bag, but also such crazy highs. Yeah. I remember when this single came out and I was like, still totally different for Weezer, but I dig this. It's super summery, more acoustic guitar, bouncy. We did not get an album like this song at all. I know. And this, this is the first thing you nothing, hear. This doesn't even sound like my other favorite song, the closing track. This sounds nothing like anything. Yeah. It's kind of wild that this opens the album. It does, though, harken back to some of their Weezery progressions, I think, in terms of the 50s sound. There is still something that is so 50s, 60s about this. So I almost feel like it, it would fit on other albums. Not that this is just its own standalone. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love the melody on Through Smeared Mascara, I looked into your eyes and saw a light. Just that I saw yeah, a light. It's a beautiful bluesy. little roll. I also, the percussion is so cool. Like, yes. And all those. Yeah, it's awesome. And then the clinking glass. The clinking glass. You know, Adventure of a Lifetime. Don't stop till you get enough. And this goes back to the rapping. You're right. You're right. That's a good point. I never thought about that. And then this chorus explodes and is super Weezer crunchy. I love this chorus so much. And I love the chord change on, without you, my heart is blue. Yes. And that is done in dreaming. Oh, yeah. Good call. So I love that kind of stuff. I really like the beginning of the melody, too. I don't love the I want you to, I want you to, I want you to, I want you to. Yeah, that call and response. It's like, but honestly, overall, this song, we haven't even talked about the bridge. Listening throughout, you know, for the past couple months and really diving deeper than I ever have before, I don't think I ever appreciated how many times they have three-part harmonies. And they're pretty nice because they're not a band that it's like always happening. Right. But they happen enough that it's clearly a part of their repertoire. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they... They also sound, this sounds maybe silly to say, but they sound good together. Sometimes you'll have band members, then they layer it and it just doesn't sound right. They sound good and they sound like different people singing them. I love that, that the bridge, the acapella, oof, it just works and it, it leads into another final great chorus. We haven't talked about the lyrics. I actually think this is a really fun, quirky love song. These lyrics don't bother me the way that some do elsewhere no, in the album. No, not as a whole. I don't. Love I don't need him name checking Best Buy. That's though. what I mean. Like, yeah. come on. I mean, Titanic, I guess, is fine. But I like but... him saying, you know, your mom cooked meatloaf even though I don't eat meat. I took one for the team. Yeah. Like, that is funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good song. This was also written by Butch Walker. Uh, co-written. Co-written, sorry, with Rivers. Um, yeah, this probably should have been higher than it was because there is something as a whole, the song is very peppy, very catchy, very fun. But at the same time... I guess these top three songs for me, if you're wondering if I want you to, Trippin' Down the Freeway and I Don't Want to Let You Go, they're all kind of interchangeable. The passable songs on a pretty shitty album. We agree that those are our three top songs yeah. on a 10-song album. But let's go through the rest of these. Oh, boy. So let's go through the rest of the album. We first heard the opening song, If You're Wondering If I Want You To, I Want You To. Then we get I'm Your Daddy, The Girl Got Hot, and then Can't Stop Partying. Oh, boy. Um, this song, co-written by Jermaine Dupri, 
one of the cringiest songs I think they've ever done. Just like Beverly Hills, when this song comes on, I'm singing every word. I know every lyric. I know every. Not How that, not that dare you? Hang How on. Dare hang on. You? Hang on. I know every lyric to Lil Wayne's feature. Lil Wayne is featured on a Weezer song, but I, I hate this song. I hate especially the production. And what I mean oh by my that, God, the production. What I mean by that is just like I said. Uh, I Don't Want to Let You Go is on a demo album. Before this album came out, I heard an acoustic demo of Can't Stop Partying, and I liked it. And even that had Jermaine Dupri's lyrics. The lyrics were written but by Jermaine ac- Dupri. But acoustically sung with River's sort of more emotional performance, yeah. it made it kind of a sad, no, I ag- depressing I to it. song. I listened to it, and I and agree. I, and it makes it an interesting song when you sort of contrast the juxtaposition of these really kind of party lyrics with a really sad acoustic but then you put it in the grossest chintzy production it's I not hate even the production. like there's the production on the rest of the songs are better pop production agreed this is this like sounds it bad. sounds like it was done in garage band it's so tinny yeah, it, does. it sounds thin cheap, cheap it's so awful yeah awful and the lyrics are awful the lyrics are awful awful the, i'm just glad that rivers didn't write them and unfortunately the the same cannot be said for chris martin and <laughs> feeling drunk and high so high so high so thankfully i mean rivers has some cringy lyrics but if he wrote these lyrics that would just be like what are you doing again he agreed you know to put this song on the album so he was fine with that but this song exists in the world this exists in Weezer canon canon do you understand that the lyric okay bitches Weezer and it's wheezy cannot be erased from history that happened and that was that that was, that was Lil happened. Wayne doing that doesn't matter on a Weezer album I agree Lil I Wayne. hate the fact that he name drops the it's not just that he name drops a band or whatever I just Weezer making, should, Weezer should never have had in their catalog a song that has Lil Wayne saying "Okay, bitches, Weezer," and it's Wheezy. That's like the only reason he was brought on. It feels like to make that joke about because his name is Weezy. Like they call him Wheezy. It's but, really funny. I was talking. It's I was talking to Andy uh, a few weeks ago because Andy is also a big Weezer fan. We were talking about this song, and he's like, "You know what's really funny is that so many uh, rappers on songs like this." will come in with some sort of like they'll transition into their rappy part with like yeah you know like, oh, like lost yes and jay-z just like uh uh well, a lot of rappers what's have funny like is their that, tag what's funny is yeah. that lil wayne's is like the sound of a lighter clicking and like yeah like tomorrow is my funeral gotta stop mixing alcohol with pharmaceuticals and the unusual is the fucking usual man my life is beautiful and my girls are mutual okay bitches weezer and it's wheezy upside down mtv please don't shoot me down because i'm an endangered this is a the, the hardest air quotes i can give you catchy song i get why this was their big pop, but it just sucks. This is so much like, um, what can I compare this to in terms of like Coldplay, uh, in terms of him for the weekend versus another thing that you might say is like, 
I don't know, uh, speed of sound, which is just like a copying of clocks. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And they're just like doing that maybe to get another hit. You you can't even compare uh, speed of sound and him for the weekend. You can't to me compare can't stop partying With to Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills in terms of the actual song itself. You're right. You're right. Like this, I'm talking. I do. I, I get what you're saying. And also in terms of pandering, but yeah. there's like everything about this is so pandering. And do people even know the song? Like it sounds like it failed to do what it was supposed to do. I don't know. Maybe it's I'm a good wrong. point. It's a good point. I don't even know if it was released as a single. That's what's weird about it. I don't. It is weird. Why did he even put it on like I this? Don't know. There was a rock version of this song, and they basically stripped it down for everything except uh, Rivers' vocals and the guitar at the very beginning. I think we agree. There is a slightly better version of this, a live version where they do a little rockier with Chameleon and Air. Chameleon Air, who I like. I like his verse. He's got a good flow. Like I, I honestly, to be fair, I don't love Lil Wayne. So despite him, despite the concept of him being on a Weezer album, I just don't like him as a rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chameleon Air, who I don't know at all outside of uh, uh, this song and uh, white, uh, say white and dirty, <laughs> uh, riding dirty. Yeah. Um. He actually has a good flow and it works better. Yeah, and, and Josh is playing live on drums. Right, right, right. So and it sounds I agree, a little better. Even I, I wouldn't even want that. Like I want them to be a, a band. But I do like the melody and the lyric. Screw rehab, I love my addiction. No sleep, no sleep, I'm always... You know, it's like a nice little change. I it guess is. that's the same thing uh, as like, I want to live a life like that. <laughs> Beverly Hills. <laughs> I want to be just... This song is pretty, pretty, cringy. pretty bad. So after Can't Stop Parting, we already spoke about Put Me Back Together and Trippin' Down the Freeway. Okay, here's a part of the album. No matter how much we can shit on Make Believe, Make Believe does not have these three songs. That's what I'm going to say to you. These three songs are some of the worst songs Weezer has ever written. And I, they are one after the other. It's crazy. In the Red album, the last album, in these same three spots were the uh, other band member songs. It's yeah. like weird. They like shove these songs right in the end part, like right before the nice closer. Love is the answer. Whew. Okay, this is an awful, awful failed attempt experiment at like kind of like a Beatles-y Indian sitar kumbaya love song. Fuck this song. This was written during the make-believe sessions, which makes so God. much sense on a lot of fronts. Obviously, you were talking about meditation meditation and whatnot, but also you hear it in the wail of the chorus vocals. We were talking about how he wails all over the place. Love is the answer. And the shitty songwriting. I hate this chorus. I hate this chorus. It is so lame. It is this hippy-dippy kumbaya bullshit that I do not subscribe to. It sounds like a children's song. It really doesn't sound... To me, this song sounds like... The either the closing credits or the music that's happening in the final scene of a Bollywood rom com. Yeah, and and in a honestly, bad way. the woman who's singing on this, props to her. She oh, sounds, she sounds she's good. the best part of the song. She is, and I just I I feel for her. I feel so bad that she's a part of this song. Yeah, it is just such a fail. It is eye roll inducing. Makes I, no difference what you have heard that's the kid part it just feels like kind of barney derpy derpy do yeah it does skip this song please oh, and there's a weezer green solo on it like yeah, well, come we, on i thought we were over that insult to injury yeah, really jesus the next song let it all hang out is a terrible 
terrible song, also co-written by Jermaine Dupree, who did Can't Stop yeah. Partying. And he's the most, JD. Oh my God, the most what the in the fuck shack. lyrics. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. The only good Sharing part of this, chocolates the only good the part of this, quote unquote, is that there's a guitar riff. That's it. That's like the only thing. I, I hate kinda, the... Yeah, I kind of like that squealing guitar. And jerk, jerk. Oh my God. And the chorus of this is so robotic. Tonight I'm leaving all my worries and my troubles in the house. I'm going up with my homies and we're going to let it go. This, this feels like an industry person wrote it and they did. I don't know what part Rivers had. He probably wrote the fucking Chicklets line. I don't know. This song sucks. Yeah, 180 pretty, proof vitamin water. Awful. What is, is he pretty, talking about? Pretty, pretty bad. I want to see you pretty ladies on the dance floor. Dance put, floor. Put he brings a hand, children's choir Put your in? hands Why? up in the air like you don't care no more. What? These are the most trite, shitty trite lyrics. Like, what are you doing? I don't oh know. Oh, my God. And then, and then we get another another gem. Okay, we just talked about last album how Pat, Adam put it on his top five. Pat's song, he wrote and sang uh, Automatic. Automatic. And now we get a song sung by Rivers but written by Pat in the mall. Why does this song exist? The song is so out of place Why does this in general exist? on this record. It almost sounds maladroit era. But you know what's interesting? Love is the Answer is a failed, failed experiment. But I see what they were looking for. What were they going for here? I don't know. This is the most pointless Amateur rhymes, terrible lyrics, awkward, awkward chorus. It in goes, a mall, I was. It's in not even. A mall, you know what this sounds like? This sounds like it should be on Death to False Metal. Death, Death to False Metal, their B side. Yeah, collection. it does. It does. It doesn't fit with anything. This isn't. This is such a B side. But I can't even say that for Weezer because Weezer's B sides are usually so good. Take the elevator to the escalator. It's so goofy. It's, it's so, so goofy. Bad. The only thing that I actually kind of laugh at is. The little spoken oh, word. No, don't tell me you like that. I, I think it's funny. The attention shoppers. Will Pat Wilson's mother please come to the Eastern Mills? To me, that feels like an inside <laughs> joke Mills that Mall I don't get. Desk. It just sucks. You know what Pat said about this, though? He said, it was a mistake to have it be on a Weezer album and to have River sing it. Life can be very confusing sometimes, and I'm sorry it has caused the faithful anguish. Maybe someday there will be a version <laughs> that makes more sense. So I don't know what that means. I don't know oh what God. kind of backlash I they got because again, from fans. It sounds like Brian Bell had serious reservations about this album. It sounds like Pat is kind of regretting it. I don't know what world Rivers brought the band into to make this album. First we smoke, then have a smoke. That's a line on this song. <laughs> I, I like Pat's writing on, on Automatic. He's not the best lyricist. Yeah, for sure. This is a, These three songs in a row... Is, is hard to get through. It is hard to get through these songs. Even Make Believe, no matter how bad those songs are, they're serviceable, I guess. They don't make me cringe like these songs do. Yeah. These songs aren't even titled the I'm Your Daddy. Like, Ratitude is this, such a what the fuck album. It's so, from song to song, it's completely random. That's the thing. I, I called Red a mixed bag. But you could see the the theme of experimentation, and I guess that was the common sort of thread in all of that. Between good songs and shitty songs, this is just like from song to song. And obviously, it makes sense because song like he's working with different songwriters, different producers. But everything just is like what this is such a random assortment, like a really really disgusting box of chocolates. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> and that is gratitude. Oh, it's terrible. Oh. 
Thanks for listening to Top 5 Disco, part 7 in our in-depth discussion, dissection, debate, and analysis of Weezer's entire discography. Now that we've discussed the arrested development of their party pop 7th album, Ratitude, tune in next week where we explore their quick follow-up and independent release, Pearly. But before that, we want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and your personal top fives for Weezer. What are your top five favorite songs on Ratitude and why? Are Rivers' lyrics fun and tongue-in-cheek, or are they ridiculous and kind of creepy? What do you think about Rivers collaborating with other songwriters? What's a worse song title, I'm Your Daddy or The Girl Got Hot? Reach out and let us know. You can support us and help Top 5 Disco grow simply by subscribing to this podcast so you can get the new episodes as soon as they come out. And you can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Top 5 Disco for behind-the-scenes goodies and an easy way to connect. Also, rating and reviewing Top 5 Disco on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen is always appreciated. And don't forget to tell your music-loving friends and family all about us. Thank you so much again for listening. Tune in next time. And remember, it's really all disco.